0: Hello and welcome into the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Week 8 is over. I'm Mike Graham joined as always by Brian Navarrete and and Brian what a week it was. Uh, I think we were all anticipating the uh, Coronado Monterey game in particular to local rivals. Uh, Big schools did really well in their first week of District 4-5A play. They ran into each other tell the people what happened.
1: Well, uh, Monterey came out and they were the first to score. Actually, they were able to drive the ball with some ease, and actually uh, came up big with some uh, penalties, and got in the end zone first on the very first opening drive. Whereas Coronado had to punt it away. So uh, at the beginning, this game looks like it's going to be real competitive. And then Coronado comes out, they score a touchdown, miss the field goal, so they're trailing seven to six, heading into uh, the second half or or the second quarter rather, and then. kind of just exploded from there. Um, Quay Gray was airing the ball out. Uh, David Morrison had a really standout game, I think, with 263 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, we also saw Gerard Compton. He was actually the the back who got their initial running, or their official touchdown. So, well, a lot of good things. Uh, I think one of the big takeaways, of course, is uh, Coronado's receiving core and uh how effective they have been through the season and even in this game when you know you're in town rivals and you're uh, facing off at you know y'all shared <laughs> home field and it it just it lived up to what it was going to be I think as far as you know people showing up and uh, it being the game of the week and the Heisman being there. Yeah, there is a whole bunch say, of stuff. The,
0: the Heisman, uh, it's that's awesome. Um, but you know, this was this was a pivotal game in, in the district standings. So of course, we're talking about four five A once again. Um, these two teams were one and zero. Lubbock Cooper was somewhere else, and it was one and zero. And now there's only one two and zero team, and it's Coronado, which which won this game fifty one to twenty two. I mean. I guess this this was the uh, tipping point if Coronado was going to win the district championship like we projected them to do in the of the season, they they have a game on everyone. Uh, you could you could argue that there's an easier part of their schedule coming up in the in the near future. Uh, there's there's lots of potential here.
1: I think so. Uh, like I, we were mentioning, you know earlier, four teams in this district that I think if you you, you can't sleep on any night, I think all four of these teams uh, are very competitive, and they still have Abilene Cooper on their slate and Lubbock Cooper. So uh, it, it's still going to be an up, I, th- I think it's still going to be an uphill battle for them to win that district title. But after tonight, I do feel like might be going home with the Mustangs.
0: And let's just talk about Lubbock High for a minute because they got to win uh, a big district one against Lakeview, and you know Lakeview I think is probably the worst team that, that the Westerners have seen all season but um, I, I think also that they might not have played a more complete game than they did tonight. When you play a complete game against a bad team, can that translate for you as you move on to better teams?
1: I think so. Uh, I think it was a good win. Obviously, um, they're going to try to make the playoffs, so uh, we'll we'll see what this kind of does for them moving forward. Um, I think the Lubbock High has a lot of good things going for them right now, including Isaiah Johnson who's getting a lot of interest, you know?
0: Yeah, visiting Texas Tech at the Iowa State game.
1: Yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward. Um, they, uh, I think with this win, uh, it just helps propel them into that second half of uh, you know district play and everything, and uh, I think they still have a chance in this district to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, there are four teams in one-on-one position right now. There's Lakeview, Edo, and two. And there's Coronado at the top at, at 2-0, so a lot of moving parts to this. And, and part of the reason that we're here tonight in this situation is that Abilene Cooper really got the best of, of Lubbock Cooper. That was a 45-14 to 14 win at Shotwell Stadium down in Abilene.
1: Yeah, uh, kind of surprised me. I guess it didn't surprise you, but uh, I thought maybe Cooper had the defense that could pace Abilene Cooper and eventually get a win on them. But you called it uh, Abilene's off, Abilene Cooper's offense is that powerful.
0: Yeah, I, I think that Cooper definitely had the, the offense to uh, – sorry, the defense to, to stop Abilene Cooper. That's just not the that – was, that wasn't written in the stars tonight, I don't think. Um, Abilene Cooper came out hot offensively, uh, really buried uh, the Pirates early, and, and it just kind of got away from them, especially when they turned the ball over already down 14 points somewhere in the second quarter. Um, but that game could have gone one of two ways. We thought we thought it would either be high scoring and Emmeline Cooper would win, or low scoring and the Pirates would win. And and now uh, the Pirates turn around and host Coronado, which probably will be uh, Week Nine's game of the week.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know we were talking about this a little bit before you know last night on the post game show. But whenever you see teams that uh, kind of are similar and uh, can almost mirror themselves in what they do offensively and defensively i think it just prepares you for the next time you see another team of that caliber so they lose they lost today but i think uh they're going to grow from this one and i still think they're going to be competitive against coronado i think that's going to be another a good one to get out to
0: i think will too i think it's going to be fun it's going to be a little semi-road game for for Coronado. i don't believe they've traveled very much this this season so far.
1: They have not, um, and then I think they had two four o'clock games. Yeah, so it's been kind of a weird season uh, for the Mustangs, but they've answered every uh, challenge along the way. And right now, they're playing at an offensive level that we uh, foresaw coming into the year, and we're waiting around for it for a bit. But now they're here, and they cruise to a win over Monterey tonight. Or last night, rather.
0: So do you want to do something right now? Do you want to power rank the uh, the 4-5A standings? Sure. Okay.
1: I think that'd be fun. Okay, so uh, if we're going to go number one overall team.
0: It'd be the 2-0 and o team, Coronado. Of course,
1: uh, Coronado. And then uh, after that, I'm going to go Monterey.
0: Really? I'd go Abilene Cooper. Abilene Cooper. I would, even though Monterey won that game. But I think that uh, Abilene Cooper is going to be a scary team for, for everyone moving on in the district because they kind of showed... Uh, who they were, once again, you know, Inder Freeman, yeah. I, I think is a really good quote. I think that they're explosive both in the running facet and the passing facet. I think that they kind of kind of like love at Cooper tonight. They kind of got buried by Monterey. Of course, they did a better job of digging themselves out of that because that ended up being a one-possession game. Uh, but I think on a different night, I think that Abilene Cooper, I think probably second-best team, second-best all-around team in, in this district, especially after – um, you, you get the gift of uh, foresight by seeing uh, the Week 8 slate.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that in that it's a good point. And I think if I had to, you know, pick again, I'd probably go Abilene Cooper after, you know, kind of hearing. He's, he talked me into well, it. Well, no, no I
0: mean, I want to hear your argument on um, – on uh Monterey over over Evelyn Cooper beside just is it the head-to-head
1: I think it was the head-to-head for me and I don't think that Monterey showed up tonight I think it's a different team they're a different team than what they uh showcased tonight um like I said in that opening drive I saw confidence I saw a Monterey team that can really make you uh make the defense uh play to a higher level when it needs to I think they just You get in a hole, and uh, you have to get out of things that you're used to or you're not used to doing. And I think there's a different Monterey team out there, but I don't think it's the one that we saw tonight against uh, Coronado.
0: Yeah, at the number three slot, I'd go Monterey. And what I really like about Monterey is that I think they've they've found themselves. I think that they they know that they could be a good team. I think that they will be a competitive team. And, And, frankly, I think they've got the best remaining uh, district schedule out of all the teams, they've already got Coronado and Abilene Cooper out of the way.
1: Yeah, uh, the two big ones, I guess, there at the beginning, and right. now uh, now and you can kind of uh, splitting it's to ideal. Work.
0: Splitting it really is ideal. I mean, uh, Lovett Cooper, I think, is, is pretty scary, uh, but I think they match up well against uh, every team they're going to face, aside from maybe Lovett Cooper, and, and that would be my number four team, Lovett Cooper. Um, yeah, because they're they're different and they're they're defensive and they're balanced. And I think they could sneak up on anyone uh, per night. But really, so far, and, and they've got some young players, but, like, I can name uh, a couple of guys from, from each of the team offensively. Um, and I, Elijah Boyd, I think, is a really good running back. Yes. And Sykeet like Campbell's a really good receiver. We're still learning a whole lot about uh, Brendan Mell as he gets his feet wet with the starting position.
1: Yeah, that's a good point um, in that, you know, we've seen some excellent play from him. In the past, and uh, I think he's still developing talent uh, for them. But the, in the meantime, you have a trusty running back and a great threat down the field. Tonight, Mel went over the hundred 100 yard mark, 154, and a touchdown. Uh, Cole Carter, uh, actually, they lined up at wide receiver. Uh-huh. Uh, he was one of the ones that was alternating with Mel, so. Maybe uh, yeah, I
0: think that's going to be a good tandem going in yeah. the future. I think that Mel's going to be a really good quarterback, and especially when all this clutter clears out of his way. Um, you know, uh, Quay Gray at Coronado, uh, Andrew Freeman at Abilene Cooper, Brylon Lawson-Young at, at Monterey. I think that it's going to be Love at Cooper kind of with these offensive
1: edges. What's funny is uh, uh, just as a little side note out of Coronado, Quay Gray got a little shooken up on one of his one of the plays, he uh, picked up eight yards on the ground and we were talking about how him being a little more mobile, but he got thrown to the ground and uh, he got kinda excuse me, uh banged up a little bit. So um uh, they were about to put in a freshman. <laughs> they were uh Sawyer
0: Sawyer Robertson, right? Yes. Yeah. He's and, supposed to be a really good player yes, in the future.
1: Uh Coach Parr is very complimentary of him and uh I thought I was going to get to see that tonight, but they ended up calling two timeouts to get Quay looked at. Back to back timeouts, really? Yes, back to back timeouts, and then that—that's
0: uh, a, that, that, a statement about how much your coach loves you when he'll take back yeah. to back timeouts to get you back to health. What was, what was the uh, score in that in that situation?
1: In that situation, I think they were already uh, pulling away. Okay. Um, Coronado. I believe this was in the second quarter so of was, the game. He so used, it, he
0: was using his timeouts to sustain the momentum, basically.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And they ran one play afterwards before uh, I think Quay came back. But I think Devin Morrison was actually the one lined up at quarterback, and all they did was snap it and go straight ahead. Man, Devin Morrison, I, I was impressed. If. It, he's an ideal wide receiver, I think, for any D2 or maybe bigger program out mm-hmm. here. He's got the height. He's got some speed. And uh, after tonight, he's got, he showed off some athleticism. He's a deep threat. Coach Parr calls him his secret weapon. So I think him and, um, oh, the other wide receiver escapes me right now. <laughs>
0: Are you talking about uh, Blair Conright?
1: Yes. Between them two, I think you have two college-level wide receivers. Uh, Blair Conright is one of those kids that if you throw it in his general direction, there's a good chance he's coming down with that, no matter who you have it matched up with. Uh, I just saw a really great game from the wide receiving core. Uh, Monterey's, too. Xavier White and uh, Trey Manahan, Um, a couple things go differently. They're getting the deep shots, too.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's just uh, close out the, these power rankings really quickly. Is okay. is your is your four Lubbock Cooper? Yes, okay. I think that one's. And then and that would put Lubbock High five and, and Lakeview six, I'm guessing. Yes, but, but uh, you know, I, I like what Lubbock High is doing. You know, Coach Strunk has been talking about it the past couple of weeks. They've kind of like uh, changed their identity, and they've decided that they're just going to hurl isaiah johnson at any defense that they face and it's a good plan i mean it kind of makes me grimace like oh man like a kid taking 40 snaps per game as a running back is going to take a beating but that's what they're going to do and um if if honestly if isaiah johnson can surprise one of the bigger teams now that they've gotten their lakeview game out they're going to be in the playoff picture until the, the final weeks of the season and uh it could come down to something freaky like uh, point differential or, or something like that um that with that with that lakeview win they have opened uh, a realm of possibilities to themselves
1: i think so um you know they we saw a glimpse in week one of what um lubbock high can be and johnson was a big part of that mm-hmm. you know that overtime touchdown against i think w- what has developed into one of our better coverage area teams in seminole i think Seminole's found the Absolutely. right things that they need to be doing right now and they're just playing really well so they're sitting at four and zero.
0: yeah i'm kind of uh trying to start a campaign so that i'm given the uh, sweetwater seminole game
1: <laughs> you know it's funny uh, when i was looking at the record i was like seven and one who who beat seminole and i was like oh my god week one i completely forgot That's right. but at that one i would vouch for you i will vouch for you to get you out <laughs> to sweetwater i well, believe it's on the road <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll, well, quickly, we'll um, just another key game, I think, um, in, in Taps Division Three uh, District 1 was uh, Lubbock Christian High School versus Munster Sacred Heart. Lubbock Christian uh, gets a 27-14 to win, and that game was uh, kind of dramatic. Um, Sacred Heart was kind of down the whole game, but always within striking distance, and it was a very defensive-oriented game. They score a touchdown with about eight minutes to go, and um, the most exciting thing about this was that Lubbock Christian had to to burn out the clock and sustained a drive, and twice on this drive, uh, got caught up in third and medium situations, third and seven, third and six. I'd call that medium.
1: Yeah, um, I, honestly, I think that's medium.
0: So that's that's what happened. And uh, Alex Timmons had to complete passes. Got some. They called. They dialed out some really good routes. The receivers made some really good catches, able to get the clock going. And then uh, I don't think I shared this on the on the post game Facebook Live show, which is available on our uh, Lone Star Varsity Facebook page. But Hunter Pinatello he uh, scored a thirty one yard touchdown. And it got called back for holding, and then the very next play ran in a 46-yard touchdown. <laughs> uh, and that that put the game away, and Lubbock Christian is now the only unbeaten team in their district and uh, looking real good early. It's still very early uh, in, in all district scenarios, pretty much, unless you're in an eight-team district. Um, but Lubbock Christian has the positioning it needs to repeat as the D- District 2 champion. Uh, and then, and then I kind of just wanted to scatter shoot some of the some of the okay. scores from last night. Anything we think stands out, just uh, stop and say it.
1: Uh, shallow Water forty nine to fourteen over Slayton.
0: You know what? I think Slayton's a lot better. Than, I think they than are People too. think they are, uh, and we've seen Shallow Water kind of change. Um, you know, their personnel's kind of changing. They they've run into some injury problems, uh, but that was a really nice win. I believe that they hung all forty nine of their points before um, Slayton scored, and they. Had a twenty-one nothing lead uh, at the first quarter, so Mustangs. I, I feel like I've been saying this word, this phrase a lot, but Mustangs keep on keeping
1: on. <laughs> this is my first time hearing it, but I like it. Uh, shallow Water is a different team from a year ago. It's crazy when I sit down and think about it how quick this team became or fell back into what I was I was used to from Shallow Water last year was a very down year, and then now it's just. The, the distance they've traveled between last year and this year is great, and they're still showing it. Um, one one team, uh, I think, that is having a pretty good season too. We'll have to edit that out because I lost <laughs> it. Abernathy still remains undefeated in uh, District 2-2A with a 55 to 28 win over Olton, and now we're like you had mentioned. There's a the crash course coming. And it's going to be between some of our undefeated teams right now.
0: Abernathy and New Deal. Uh, New Deal got a 21 nothing win against Floyd Data. And I think that Floyd Data team uh, has turned a corner, too. They they knocked I out think Hale so. Center. Obviously, the the big surprise here – well, I guess it's not that big of a surprise other than that Floyd Data beat them. But Hale Center took another loss to, to Sundown in that district. And uh, – now they're going to have to play catch-up to, to get in the playoffs because Floyd Ada's got that positioning on them right now. And, and of course, Hale Center, Sundown, Abernathy, and New Deal all came into uh, district play unbeaten. I believe Floyd Ada had two or three losses at that point.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be a long road now. Uh, they played really well in the preseason, but you know when we had Coach uh, Darrell Daly in for our coaches show, he was very complimentary of all these coaches in this district. And I think uh, – they had their kids ready not to say the hell center didn't i just think that uh once you hit district with with good coaching staff and everything it comes down to uh who's going to show up that day and these teams have just been doing really well and uh you know looking at that district i think anybody can upset anybody on any night uh the only ones i think uh that anybody coming into the situation wouldn't call otherwise is Abernathy falling to anybody, but, right? But uh, I very much think that it's possible. Absolutely, especially that. New Deal. I mean, yeah. New,
0: New Deal is uh, definitely the juiciest team uh, that Abernathy will face in the regular season, other than other than Post. I think Post was going to be really good until they lost Michael Ferguson. I think they lost to uh, Stanford tonight.
1: Yes, and uh, Not
0: Stanford th- uh, Stanton.
1: Stanton, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's going to be huge that Post is able to get somebody in that spot and uh, try to stay as uh, as potent as they were because he did a lot for them. But, you know, they're still doing well. Post is still doing well. And uh, they always seem to find the players. Uh, last year it was A.J. Reed and then Michael Ferguson stepped in and um, they have some other players that are stepping up in quarterback position and running back, and when you have a coach like Michael Pittman and his staff, I think I think they'll be fine down the road. But um, Yoshu got a shutout tonight, 40-0 to over River Road. I thought that, that one just kind of stood out to me. There were a few shutouts uh, this
0: week. There were a lot of zeros to, to, in this one, and just low scores in, in general –
1: yeah, and I think one of the the ones that uh, made me kind of cringe a little bit was uh, Crosbyton falling to Clarendon.
0: Yes, and and uh, Tim Childers, I mean, still runs for way over 100 yards, but nowhere near his uh, recent average.
1: Yeah, uh, he scored, I believe, twice. Uh, oh no, actually, they limited him this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to a box score he carried 19 times for 63 yards
0: 63 63 yards wow. I, I my eyes must have just automatically put a one in front of it because <laughs> those are the numbers we're used to, to Tim, Tim my Jeepers. eyes
1: would have might have uh, if I hadn't read it so closely because it, it took me back too but I probably would have put a two in front of it <laughs> absolutely if I was going through it but that's
0: crazy I, I could have sworn I looked at that earlier and uh We'll, we'll double check. Yeah,
1: we'll always double check these things. But uh, yeah, they fell forty-one to zero, and uh, it, it, I, I think this is one of our teams that uh, is having a bit of an up and down season, kind of a roller coaster. But Tim Childers is still on pace, I think, to be or to hit three thousand yards as a for a career. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, first season, season. For a, First a season. 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 For yeah. A season. Uh, he's chasing his brother's record, which is the current one there at Crosbyton, but uh, hopefully they, you know, make the playoffs and are able to do some big things. Uh, Mark Caballero uh, out in Idaloo, another uh, all-state returning running back. He scored three times, but Idaloo just couldn't get past Kahoma, fell 19-18. to 18.
0: No, that's the kind of season it's been for the Wildcats.
1: Yeah, when we talk about ups and downs, you know, they definitely had their fair share. Um, they beat Denver City before coming in. Uh, to district and you know now they've suffered a loss or two and uh, it, I I still think and I may it may be too late in the season to uh, bring it up but I, I still think it's time like they're still a team. Oh, I think they'll make the playoffs. Probably, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they'll make yeah.
0: the playoffs and and you always see those teams uh, that that catch fire. Yeah. Uh, you know it's always funny at the at the end of, at the state championship level you will see all these teams that are 14 and two. Or sorry, four, fourteen and one. You'll see a bunch of thirteen and twos, and then there's always like some like eleven and yeah. four, you know, kind of team. Uh, some teams, that and it's 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 usually a team with a tradition that just got off to an awful uh, non district start.
1: Yeah, uh, one of them, another one that stood out to me is uh, Tohoku Overroby. Twelve for six. they saw the our, we have the return of Juwan Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's uh, back and he helped win this game for him. Um, scoring I believe, uh, on two different times. but yeah, Tahoka is now sitting at three and four and one and one in yeah.
0: district. Good looking athletic team. Yeah, at Tahoka.
1: So uh, we'll see how they do moving forward. Whit Harrell is another one that got a shut out. sixty to zero over Laz Buddy. Uh, New Deal actually shut down Floyd data, twenty one mm-hmm. to zero. Um, Farwell, 27-0 and 0 over Schmeyer. So just a lot of shutouts this week. And uh, not a lot of surprises, but a lot of shutouts.
0: And uh, we'll be looking for some surprises as we get ready for, for week nine. We've got to pick our games today, uh, and uh, we'll let you know as soon as we do uh, where, where we will be this week. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening in. This show was brought to you by the University Medical Center, uh, powered by AJ Media. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you later.